Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to those women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. We share their stories with the world so that when they shine, you have permission to shine as well. So I'm super excited to have Ellen Cohen on today. Ellen, welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. That's so great. So you and I share a mutual friend who recommended you for the show, and I also wanted to shine a light on women who are doing amazing things to lift other people in general, um, and you do that. So tell us a little more about yourself. Well, I spent 20 plus years as a corporate attorney, entertainment attorney, working at all the major studios. And some 10 years ago, I actually got certified as a coach, as a life coach. And I was doing that in my free time, uh, all the free time that a corporate attorney has. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then about five years ago, I was working for a company that... Uh, decided to close down my entire division. And I ended up getting outplacement from a uh, firm that does executive coaching. And when they were trying to figure out what my next steps were, I said to them, well, what I really want to do is executive coaching. And they ended up bringing me on board and training me as an executive coach. And then over the last five years, I was still working kind of as a freelance attorney and focusing more and more of my attention on executive coaching. And in 2019, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to be 100% the executive coach. So I think that's great, though, that you bring um, that additional perspective to the table. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you've, you've walked the walk. You've been in your client's shoes. I think that's really, really great. And I can tell by your personality and what you've chosen to do with your life that you love this. You love teaching. You love helping. Um, That's my kind of woman. I love that. So uh, what along this journey has made you proudest? I think the biggest thing for me, just in terms of life choices, is just not allowing fear to be the controlling factor in making choices, not living with a woulda, shoulda, couldas, which is how I say it. Yeah. And, And just being really open to chances that come up and opportunities and not talking yourself out of them. And I think that that's such a powerful motivator to, I mean, fear is such a big obstacle and we use fear as a reason for not taking big and bold steps. I love that you said that. Let me just say one thing, folks. So those of you who listen regularly and people who know me personally, I always say we only have one choice, fear or love. So you can act out of fear and be paralyzed and not take those big risks. And, or you can act out of love and just go for it and see what happens. So I love that you said that. And I love that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you're my kind of woman, Ellen. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about the contrast about love, but absolutely. Uh, that's, that's, um, that is a good flip to it. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, we all have fear at some level um, and we go through our lives and things happen that are out of our control. And, you know, that's when you really are tested. How do you react with fear or love with grace or, you know, does it knock you out forever? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging those who can't handle it as well as others. Um, that's where you come in. You're helping people with their work and personal lives and coaching them and helping them to make the 
the choice that might be best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, yeah. And I think fear is a choice uh, as well. And people don't, when, when people are afraid to make a change, they actually choose where they are. And I don't think people, I mean, you probably are, but <laughs> not everyone is aware that, that where they, if they, if they decide to not do the other thing that they're actually choosing, it's a conscious choice of accepting where they are. And, and very powerful, very powerful. What she just said is you create your own reality, folks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And I'm a little bit of a, you know, I don't know, um, earthy, crunchy, new agey, old agey, guru y <laughs> kind of gooey gal. But um, I think a lot of people in our professional services world are not that yet, maybe, um, or maybe never will be, but need to know and hear what you're saying. Totally. Well, let me ask you this. Along the way, you've worked with a lot of people, I'm sure, both, you know, a lawyer, I mean, that's a stressful job. That's, you know, who has been your mentor, whether it's as a lawyer or as a coach, or even in your personal life, who has been your mentor along the way? Okay, so... I've evolved to more crunchy like you. <laughs> having I love it. From, you know, having come from, you know, New York City, very traditional, yeah. uh, to, to uh, Los Angeles, where I live now. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give you a crunchy response to that. Um, so, I, like, my best mentor has actually been life. You know, it's, it's, we're presented with mentors and teachers every day and every moment. And it's really about how receptive we are and being open to what each person and moment teaches us. And that is the biggest mentor we have. And it's just being receptive to that and taking a look in the mirror when things come up for ourselves and saying, well, what does this mean? And how am I responsible? And how can I grow from here? I love that. So no one has ever, and I do have a circle of crunchies, but no one has ever <laughs> has ever said it that way. And that is so true. We don't just learn from people in our lives. We learn from moments if we're, if we're open to that. and We're uh, good listeners, third level listening to life itself. Um, that is super powerful. My, I, I, I'm often quoted as saying my cheeks are burning when someone <laughs> really, when, when you really hit a home run with me, I'm smiling ear to ear. My cheeks are burning, Ellen. That was awesome. That's really great. I love that. So, you know, life itself can be your mentor moments, moments that life presents to you. That's, that's really powerful. Well, um, you know that I focus on lifting women. And when I do have men on my show, it's because I believe that we have to have men at the table and have them as allies and those who are able and willing and serve that purpose, you know, consciously, dutifully, and voluntarily. They are more than welcome on my show. But most of the time I have women and I say, what is it that you would say or do or think or feel or believe or how, how can you know, women lift other women in business or support other women in business and not compete, but collaborate. Yeah, well, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And, and to quote Nike, actually do it. You know? <laughs> you <Yeah>. actually- <laughs> it's not complicated, folks. Just do it. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. But there's, there's a lot more about that piece. I think 
and, and as a coach who works with a lot of new leaders and people who have teams and, and are learning how to grow their junior uh, direct reports and manage people who are stars and high potentials. And a lot of times people have fear that if they help somebody grow underneath them, that it will undermine or threaten their own success. And this is really true of women, almost more than men to some degree, that they're afraid that it's going to threaten their own success. And I say, no, absolutely. Because when you grow somebody and you nurture them and you help launch them, well, that puts you in a better light and it only makes your team look stronger. And if they're going to move up ahead of you and they think, if they think that you help them, or they think you hindered them, where do you think that's going to help your career? (laughs) Right, right. So I always say, uh, lift as we rise, lift others as we ourselves rise. Um, and, And I think that we as women often, all too often, get confused about, you know, we create these enemies that really aren't there. And instead of combating each other, let's combat a system that only allows for a couple of spots at the top for women. And in instead create more spots at the top for women um, and then lift each other up to get those. So yeah, I agree. I agree. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's so true. And so important. Like we're saying, it's, it's just, it's, it's not a threat to your own success to help somebody else grow and rise. It, it, and, and people really need to get that into their minds and help helping people be better at what they do opens the doors and breaks that glass ceiling. And what are we doing it for? You know, take, right. take the ego out of it. There you go. I was waiting. I said, I know she's going <laughs> to go there. I know she's <laughs> going to address the ego. That's what this is. And what is ego? Again, to your original point, it's fear. That's what yeah. the ego is. It's just fear. Yeah. Um, I had a woman that I had on my podcast. I adore her. I respect her. She's incredibly brilliant. She does great work. And she said to me, I know that we do a lot of the same things so that if in the blog, you don't want to promote that part of my work, feel free to leave it out. And I said, absolutely not. I was like, (laughs) you know, we can say the same message in many different languages. It needs to be heard by as many people as possible. And, and it needs to be, you know, in every language possible. Like, you know, so there's enough work to go out around there, but even so, repeating the message, sharing the message in various languages is super powerful and, and much needed. So I told her, absolutely not. I'm going to promote the heck out of what you do, and I hope you get some work from it because your message <laughs> is very powerful. So yeah, um, yeah, and that language thing is really important too because it's not just French, Spanish, Chinese. It's different words resonate with different people in a different way. And there's so many different nuances to the way we communicate. And there are just different subtle subtleties and different um, cultural uh, sim- cultural uh, values that are assimilated with, I don't know if that's the right word, with different languaging. So yeah, having many I people agree. say the same thing in a different way. And, and both verbally and non-verbally. Uh, mm-hmm. I teach gendered communication. So I do a lot of that. And it's very important that we recognize that the way I speak or present verbally or non-verbally may be different than the way you do. And something that I say or do may not resonate with the same person that something you say or do does resonate with them. So mm-hmm. 
I say let's just, let's all open our mouths and make something great come out. <laughs> right, right. And it's also different different people. Uh, if we don't define our words, then people will put different meaning to those words. Even though I call it cross talking, we may be using the same words, but we have a very different meaning to those words. And so people walk away thinking that they have agreement, and yet they haven't. They actually have no agreement. I love that you said that in my sessions, we talk about the receiver makes meaning of the message. And so the onus is on the sender to confirm that his or her intent was understood. Um, if that person that you and your example walks away uh, without you, the sender of the message confirming they understood your intention, they do, they can create an entirely different meaning than what you intended with that same word or same language. Um, yep. Very powerful stuff. I'd love to see you in action, actually. I'm, I'm drawn to what you do and, and how you present yourself. So let me ask Thank you this. Yeah. You're, um, well, I just, I, by the way, from a business perspective, that point that we were just talking about as a negotiator or somebody who spent 20 something years negotiating contracts, such a big issue professionally to make sure that there's consensus on the languaging. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I've worked with lawyers for 18 years, but I'll say you have the JD behind your name and for some reason, and, and look, you've walked in their shoes. So that's what I, you know, I think, but for some reason when I say um, X, Y, Z, this is what, this speaks to the different languages saying the same message. Um, they, they don't hear it, because I'm a business executive. I've been in the corporate world for a thousand years they don't hear the same thing as when a fellow lawyer might say xyz so i think sometimes it is most of the time i would say it's a really really good thing that you have that experience and that jd behind your name i think it opens a lot of doors absolutely well let me ask you this um it hasn't always been easy i'm sure um, there have been some challenges along the way can you tell us a little bit about a challenge you might have had and how you overcame it so again, sort of going back to not allowing fear and being open and receptive. So I think it's uh, as, as kind of the thing that motivates me, it's also the thing that challenges me about getting beyond my own mindset and beliefs and letting go of, of not being enough or feeling like I don't have what it takes or that I need to be better in some way, which in coaching language we call self-limiting beliefs. And it's um, learning how to accept my own contributions to any challenging situation. And I think it's like taking back that power by not blaming others and learning to control our own beliefs. And that, so that was a huge uh, situation where I had um, a really challenging work environment with a very challenging boss. and. It was, it, was, it was really, really bad. And the way I overcame it was learning how to look at my contributions. And I always say to my clients, even if that other person is 99% responsible, 99% at fault, your one contribution could be the 1% that changes everything. And that's the only part you're in control of so how do you want to show up differently to take the power back? Because it's up to you. You can't change that other person. You can only change yourself. And if I had been aware of that during that traumatic work situation, even though I couldn't have changed my boss, I could have changed my experience 
and changed how uh, it just basically changed my power in it. And I didn't right. learn it till afterwards. So, yeah, well, that is such a powerful lesson and a great lesson that I think far too few people um, learn. Um, I think that everything that happens to us, you, you win or learn, never lose. So when you said take your power back and shift, you know, it's, it's a mind shift where you decide what, you know, you take the good from it and let the rest fall away. And remember that most of the time, even bosses, maybe especially bosses, um, they, they're insecure. And when they see positive contributions by the person who works from them, sometimes they're like, hmm, does this person want my job? Or, you know, is this person outshining the master, as Machiavelli would say? So you have to own your story. Now, I'm the weirdo, outlier, earthy, crunchy person who's always been, um, I show up 100%. I think I'm, you know, top notch. Uh, here's what I have to say. And I was that woman who for so long walked that tightrope where if I was too friendly, you're seen as incompetent. But if you're not friendly enough, you're seen as a B word. So I own it. I, I tell other women, own your story, own your power. None of this... Um, you know, this uh, insecurity or the um, imposter syndrome. Don't let it get to you. Uh, love who you are. Know what you do is great. Know what you do is going to resonate with some and not resonate with others. And that's life, right? So win or learn, never lose. And I'm so glad you went through that as much as it might have been a pain in the ass at the time. It made you who you are today. And you seem like a pretty awesome human being to me. So <laughs> well, you know what? We just keep challenging ourselves and moving the bar higher. and. You know, and it's also about taking a look in the mirror all the time. And that's the only way we grow by looking in the mirror and be willing to see, be willing to see what's there and, and not, not hate it, not, not right. judge it. But, Love but, it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're crunching all over the, the here. <laughs> we're crunching all over the place here. Yes. I totally embraced your highest and best self. And, um, you know, love who you are doesn't mean you don't want to change or improve or grow or self-actualize as they might say in the Buddhist tradition, but love who you are and be your highest and best and know that there's always room for improvement. That doesn't mean there's, uh, oh, that doesn't warrant criticism. So let me ask you this. There are some people who know you well, and I'd like to know maybe something they don't know about you. Like what's a surprising fact about Ellen Cohen? Probably all this crunchy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to give you kudos for being a JD who admits to being earthy crunchy. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's an evolution. I guess, you know, I start, I think it all, I think it may have been embedded in me young, but it just was not something that was, uh, uh something that was, uh, nurtured um, or, or, yeah. you know, acceptable. And then, I, I got involved in yoga and I became a certified yoga teacher and studying the yoga sutras and the yoga oh, sutras yeah. are so interesting. And I just discovered so many fascinating things. So it, it just kind of opened up new worlds. Ellen, I think it makes you one of the most approachable, trustworthy, lovable lawyers I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. So I think that um, yoga, people who just see yoga, buy yoga pants, you know, join a gym and do yoga, maybe don't understand that, that yoga is, is to the body what meditation is to the mind. And so if done properly, 
Um, and if you totally immerse yourself into the true meaning behind the movements, you will change your life. So that's pretty awesome that you've dedicated much of your life to yoga. So thank you for that. Makes you a better person all around. And I also see a connection between yoga and, and, and executive coaching uh, or coaching itself. So tell me more about that. So yoga. um, So, so there are eight limbs of yoga that make up the true meaning of yoga. The physical part is only one part. It's called the asana and like all the poses in, in Sanskrit have an asana end to them. That means the part of the pose like tree konasana, which we know is triangle pose asana. They're all, um, Utkatasana, which is that chair pose, uh, for those who take yoga, they're all the asanas, but there are many other parts of yoga, and yoga is really about, I think about being present, finding space, taking a moment to breathe, becoming really aware, and I think coaching is very much that way. I want my clients to become aware, be present, find space, and, and gain new perspectives. So I, I see them as very similar. It sounds to me like you encourage people to live with intention. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I work on my husband a lot with that. Um, <laughs> but, but he's got so much going on, probably a lot like most of your clients and prospects. He's got a lot going on and spinning plates and juggling balls. And, you know, if you just take today, you can handle it. And, you know, live in abundance, but live with intention. So, well, you're fantastic. If I were to hire a personal coach, I would consider you as a candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So tell me something else. Uh, The last question I have before we say our goodbyes is I think that a lot of listeners are going to want to know more about you and to connect with you. How can they reach you? So they can find me on all the traditional places like my website, which is EBC, which are my initials, but they also stand for executive business and career or envision, believe, create, or enhance, build, uh, cultivate. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Great word. EBCcoaching.com. And the same EBC coaching is my LinkedIn uh, page. Awesome. Well, I'll put all this on the blog folks in case you didn't have a chance to jot that down. You know, I'll have it in writing on the blog. One last thing before we go, I would like to say that if you have not registered yet for Women Legal 2020 in San Diego, you absolutely should. And because Ellen is speaking, you can get a discount. So the discount code is WL2020SPK. WL2020SPK. Okay, so register today at the arc-group.com website. Again, I'll put this in the blog. And because of Ellen's being a great, terrific, wonderful guest speaker there, you get a discount for attending. Ellen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, I can't wait to see you in San Diego. Yeah. All right, folks, have a good day and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.